I'm Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is How Story Works. week, we talked about conflict in general and the difference between mundane conflict, which is really just bickering, and narrative conflict, which is when a protagonist and an antagonist have goals that conflict with each other. Narrative conflicts can exist on a lot of levels. You can have a narrative conflict in a scene that structures just that scene, but doesn't necessarily extend beyond that. For example, in episode three of season one of the Netflix sitcom Grace and Frankie, our two heroines are in a store trying to buy cigarettes, but the guy behind the counter is ignoring them. In this scene, we have a clear goal, the cigarettes, and an antagonist blocking, the cashier who refuses to acknowledge them while attending to younger, prettier customers. This is a clear narrative conflict that speaks nicely to the theme of the episode, a sense of invisibility for our dual protagonists, but it only exists in the scene. That's a nice narrative conflict, but it's not a central narrative conflict. The central narrative conflict is the main line of conflict around which your story is based. This is the big conflict, and while you can have other conflicts running around in your story, and I encourage you to build in as much conflict as you can, the central narrative conflict is the one that starts the story, structures the story, and ends the story. What I mean by that is this. The story starts when your central narrative conflict starts. The story escalates along the line of your central narrative conflict. That's what builds your structure. And the story ends when the central narrative conflict ends. Now, all of that speaks to structure, which we will address in a future podcast. But for right now, we're just talking about the conflict. In my classes, I use a simple acronym so no one forgets what they need to do in order to form their central narrative conflict. P-G-A-G, or PGAG. That stands for Protagonist Goal, Antagonist Goal. That means you've got a clear protagonist with a clear goal and a clear antagonist whose clear goal is mutually exclusive to the protagonist's goal. By mutually exclusive, I mean that if the protagonist wins, the antagonist must lose. Conversely, if the antagonist wins, the protagonist must lose. For example, let's look at Guardians of the Galaxy. We have a protagonist in Peter Quill. He wants to save the planet Xandar and, by extension, the rest of the galaxy. His antagonist, Ronan, wants to destroy the planet Xandar and the rest of the galaxy. Because you cannot both save a planet and have it destroyed, these goals are mutually exclusive. Now here's a twist that you might not be expecting. It doesn't matter who wins. Yes, you heard me right. It doesn't matter who wins. A central narrative conflict needs to be in play for the story to work, and it needs to be resolved, in other words, someone must win, for the story to end. But who wins is kind of irrelevant. We like it when a protagonist wins, and most stories end with a protagonist who has earned that victory. But the antagonist can also win, and as far as your story is concerned, it will still function. An example of this is His Girl Friday. We have our protagonist, Hildy, who wants to move to Albany and marry her fiancé, Bruce. Our antagonist, Walter, wants Hildy to stay in New York and write for his newspaper. At the end of the movie, Walter wins. Hildy decides to stay with him and work on the paper. 
This works because all along, we know that what Hildy wants, to move upstate and marry Bruce, isn't the right choice for her, even though it's her clear goal and she's clearly fighting for it. We also have a secondary conflict, this one internal for Hildy, where she has to choose between the work she loves and the life she's trying to build. In the end, she chooses the work which she loves more than Bruce. So we have two narrative conflicts running side by side. The central narrative conflict is the external conflict with Walter, and the internal conflict is the secondary conflict that serves to support the central narrative conflict. The fact that we are rooting for Hildy to choose her one true love, the job, over dowdy old Bruce is what makes it palatable when the antagonist, Walter, wins in the end. We want Hildy to be a journalist, and we want her with Walter, so it doesn't sting so much that she loses out in the central narrative conflict. There's a lot more to cover with narrative conflict in general, and central narrative conflict in particular, but that will do it for today. For now, when you're engaging with a story, try to figure out what the central narrative conflict is. Who is the protagonist? What does he want? Who is the antagonist? What does she want? That's PGAG, protagonist, goal, antagonist, goal. Now be warned, the central narrative conflict may not be clear in the narrative that you're engaging with, and that's okay. Just because a book or movie got published or produced doesn't mean it has all its narrative ducks in a row. And remember what we talked about earlier, not every story has narrative as a primary value. Still, by looking for these elements in the stories you engage with, it'll help you to understand the concepts a little better. A weak or unclear goal for a protagonist can be the reason why a story doesn't work very well. And if the story you're looking at doesn't have these elements clearly, then maybe think about how you'd fix it. There's no better way to build your understanding of narrative than working your mojo on existing stories. Before I end the show today, though, I wanted to address some of the questions I've been getting from listeners. Today's question comes from at eBethorama on Twitter. She asks, I'm writing my first book. How can I create real, not false, conflict between the romantic interests? This is a great question and not an uncomplicated one. Romances are particularly complicated because writing a story where your romantic leads are protagonist and antagonist in a central narrative conflict can be a problem because one of them has to lose in the end and readers really prefer for these two to be co-protagonists winning against someone else. It can be a bit of a disappointment when one of them wins over the other one. In His Girl Friday, because Hildy had an internal conflict and we were rooting for her to pick the work over Bruce, it was okay. In You've Got Mail, where Tom Hanks basically destroys Meg Ryan's life, not so much. Last week, we talked about narrative conflict versus mundane conflict, which is really just bickering. Bickering is weak conflict because it's not tied to goals. It just means these people don't like each other, which doesn't make for a great romantic conflict. A romance where the two leads don't enjoy each other at all is a weak romance. However, the love-hate dynamic can be fun to play with, but you need more real narrative conflict to fuel the story because in a romance, the goal is that these people will eventually like each other, and when they do, we need to believe it. Also, if your only conflict is that they annoy each other, then there's nothing left to keep it going once they get together. One of the litmus tests you can use to see if you have real conflict is the conversation test. If the two people in question just sat down and talked to each other, would that eliminate the conflict? 
If your answer is yes, then your conflict is false. But if the answer is no, you've got genuine romantic conflict. No amount of talking is going to make Juliet not a Capulet. That's a very strong romantic conflict, which sadly ended in tragic death for those two little idiots. You want a strong romantic conflict, but one that can be overcome so that your romantic pair can have their happily ever after. If that sounds really hard, that's only because it is. Building a good romance is not for the faint of heart, but it's worth it in the end. Just ask Jane Austen. That's it for today. If you have questions you'd like me to answer on the show, email me at Lonnie at Chipperish.com or contact me on Twitter at Lonnie Diane Rich or at Chipperish with the hashtag HowStoryWorks. Writers, I offer critiques of novels and screenplays. Visit Chipperish.com and click on For Writers for more information. If you'd like to discuss what we talked about here today with other listeners, join the Chipperish Forum at Chipperish.com slash forum. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider reviewing it on iTunes or sharing it with your friends on social media. The more the word gets out, the more podcasts I'll be able to make. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. How Story Works is a chipperish media podcast and is entirely listener supported. To become part of the amazingly positive and smart Chipperish community and to gain access to exclusive Chipperish content, please visit patreon.com slash chipperish. Mm -hmm.